What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatolito Boxing Show. And uh, man, what did, what did you think? Shakur Stevenson and Robson Concienzao, it, it had all the makings of uh, a potential great fight. Maybe not a classic, but a great fight looking at Concienzao's amateur experience. His resume as an amateur, how it's translated into the professional rankings, and uh, and the so so called weaknesses that we discover here and there. Uh, in the preview episode, I mentioned the one reason why I was leaning towards Shakur was because of the flaws and the gaps that I noticed when Luis Correa fought Robson Consensal, and that was a really tough fight for Consensal. And um, that fight had all the makings of a, an extremely experienced and seasoned fighter in Consensao in the amateur ranks and how his style has translated over to the professional ranks, it reminded me of Orlando Salido and Lomachenko. That's the fight that I was looking at where whenever he's pressured and when he's met with force and not allowed to be the one that controls the rhythm and bullies his opponents, he's, he tends to fold. And it was happening with Correa. He was unable to close the show with Valdez and allowed Valdez to continue coming forward at him and land big punches and heavier punches, uh, eye-catching punches at that, that potentially swayed the judges and, uh, and the public that night, making that a controversial fight. Uh, and then we saw what he's done against Xavier Martinez and, and all his prior opponents. That's what I was looking for, hoping that he had overcame those obstacles that he's faced in the past and and we started seeing glimpses of it against Shakur Stevenson who looks amazing each time out and each time that you start thinking and and doubting what Shakur is able to do in that ring doubting that whether he's going to be able to compete with such elite style fighters fighters with such heavy resumes to their credit he impresses you every single fight we see something different about Shakur Stevenson and how gutsy he is to stand his ground similar like Correa did years back he stood his ground we, we know Shakur does this this wasn't something new he likes to stand there he doesn't like to abandon much real estate and he likes to be very efficient and catch you at close range, he will take the fight to you. He will take the fight to you and he will pick you apart from close range. And it happened again last night. This was a one-sided fight. It started getting interesting in the first couple rounds because it was so contested and both fighters were in their full capacity. Consensal started landing some good punches, started throwing some good volume. Uh, second round, Consensal started looking pretty good to me. And I, I, I started thinking, okay, he's about to develop. He's about to open up this, uh, this game plan of his. And then Shakur continues to land and land. Come third round, continues to land and pick him apart cleanly. Landing clean shots right on the chin. Clean shots on the temple. Clean shots right on the nose. And just getting him off rhythm. Meanwhile, Shakur stayed within rhythm the entire time. He will not waste punches. He is very efficient with his energy and with his punching output. And it's very impressive how accurate 
Shakuris. If he misses with one punch, he will catch you with two. While resetting his stance, he will not jump back. He will not get on his bicycle. He will stay in range and use his hips and his head to get out of trouble. Meanwhile, staying in the same position at close range inside your pocket and then catches you with some more volume. Every punch that Shakur throws and every punch that he was throwing last night had bad intentions. Shakur Stevenson in a one-sided fight defeats Robson Consensal, started getting a little sloppy towards the end, especially with the throw. He ends up losing a point, Shakur does. There was a second throw in the 10th round where he ends up pushing him off because Consensal at that point, he's wobbly, he's dazed, he's confused, he's hurt, and begins to clinch a lot and grab a lot, grab behind the neck, hugging, uh, grabbing him and turning him, uh, to turning to, towards Shakur's back. Uh, grabbing him around his waist. Soulful Shakur starts getting frustrated that this guy's still lingering around, that he still can't get him out. Nonetheless, impressive, impressive victory for Shakur Stevenson. His perfect record remains intact. And so he goes to 19-0 now with nine knockouts. And he moves on to the likes of the lightweight division. The lightweight division fighters are going to welcome him now. And uh, and that was something that I ended up tweeting this last night while I was watching the fight. Is this going to be a critique of Shakur Stevenson? Because what's the scenario that we have now? He missed weight by a pound and six ounces. He weighed in at 131.6. Consensual weighed at 129.6. The WBC and the WBO supervisors that were present gave him two hours to be able to meet weight, to which Shakur pushed back and said, nope, I'm done. So the titles get stripped. The titles were on the line for Consensal only should he win the fight, to which he was unable to. So now those titles, the WBC and the WBL titles at 130, are officially vacant. We have one champion in the 130-pound division, and that's uh, Joe Cordina, who dethroned Ogawa, Kenichi Ogawa. One champion. In the 130-pound division now. It's, well, I'm saying one champion, and I, I just started thinking of, um, of Gutierrez. Because Roger Gutierrez has a version of the WBA. He kept the world, or the regular version. I don't know if he ever got elevated to full status Ever since Gervonta Davis vacated the 130-pound title. And Joe Cordina is the one that comes to, to mind. He still has the... Uh... Hey, I'm, I'm way behind on those. So, if we recall, the fight, the fight that he was supposed to have, uh, or that he did have, he just got the throne. So, so you have... Hector Garcia, the Dominican Hector Luis Garcia, who beat Gutierrez recently. I, that fight happened, what, August 20th. And that was for Gutierrez's title. So that was the world. And uh, 
the world title, the WBA's world, not the super champion. So that's the world champion. Now it's Hector Luis Garcia, the Dominican, who basically dethroned and threw a wrench in the plans of Chris Colbert, who was supposed to be getting lined up and uh, and prepped to face Asia Cor Stevenson at 130. Enter Garcia uh, this past February when Gutierrez had to fall out of that fight. And enter Garcia, the lesser-known Gar- Hector Luis Garcia from, from the Dominican Republic, and beat Chris Colbert. Then ends up getting his fight against Roger Gutierrez uh, this past August and beats Roger Gutierrez. And that was actually um, on the uh, on the undercard of uh, Sergey Lipinets and Omar Figueroa Jr., the one where Adrian Broner was supposed to come back. So that was the night when that happened. So Hector Luis Garcia, if he's going to end up getting elevated to the to the full championship, nonetheless, he has a belt there. So I'll, I'll take that back. And then Cordina would be the other champion. So... Now we got two champs at 130, and we got two vacant belts there. Now, this is the issue that I see. Shakur Stevenson, Mrs. Waite, announces his arrival to the 135-pound division, uh, that his arrival will take place in his very next fight, and puts the 135-pound division, the lightweight division, on notice. Now, what what's your takeaway from this fight? Because you have a outpointed, beat... Hurt, wobbled, dazed, Robson Contincel. And Shakur stayed in control the entire fight. The entire fight. But he was unable to get him out. So for the lightweight division who are bigger bodies, Shakur seems to be right on par with that with that size. Bigger punching power at the lightweight division. There's some outright killers. Shark infested waters at 135. So what do you think the perception is of this? That he's got really good, really good skills all around. Some of the best boxing skills out there, and the, some of the one of the most polished skill sets uh, is what Shakur Stevenson possesses. And he has very good pop because you could see the damage on his opponent's faces. But he wasn't able to get him out. So is that credit to Robson Concienzao who managed to survive and did whatever he could to avoid getting knocked out, even though he was falling on his own, tripping around the ring, uh, and and just just wobbly, just ready to go out. But Shakur wasn't able to put him out. So is that a critique that we're going to start hearing now that, hey, maybe, and that's going to be some confidence for the lightweights where they're going to be like, hey, well, he tried and tried and tried and beat on this guy and couldn't get him out. So they're going to have less respect for his power. I mean, it's, it's crazy that that would be a critique, but it popped in my head as I was watching the fight. And I'm like, man, I could just see that this is going to be something. They're going to find something to go at Shakur. Obviously, the, the lack of professionalism for not making weight. He immediately came out and said, hey, I've been professional my entire career. I just couldn't do it. And I didn't want to drain myself anymore. So does he get a pass? Does he not get a pass? I mean, still, he he was a champion and he failed to make weight where other fighters go through the same thing and uh, similar cuts and do whatever they have to to keep those titles around their waist or vacate earlier, knowing that they're having weight cutting issues rather than let it get to the scales. That was one critique. Now we see this. It's a one-sided fight as impressive as a performance could ever be is what we saw last night from Shakur Stevenson. He just dominated a highly ranked, highly touted Robson Conciencao. I mean, this man had a 4405 
wins, a 405 win record as an amateur with 15 defeats coming into the pro ranks. Another issue for Contensao is did he wait too long as an amateur to make the jump over to the pro ranks? Because he's 33 years old now. Impressive, impressive record. 405 and 15. Gold medalist in 2016. But now he's got two defeats. One to Oscar Valdez. One to Shakur. Should he stay in this weight, which I see that he's going to be staying in this weight, maybe he'll have a third shot at a title. Whether it will be the WBC or WBO, he'll stay somewhere up there in, the, in those rankings. And uh, and maybe we're going to see a third shot for Robson Concienzao uh, for one of these titles. Or maybe go against a Cordina or maybe even uh, Hector Luis Garcia, who's, who just, his ascension was so quick that even I couldn't remember it until I just looked it up here a few seconds. I'm sure it happened to you where you're like, who the hell is Hector Luis Garcia if you haven't been following the 130 pound? But he's the one that derailed the plans for Chris Colbert earlier this year and then took out Roger Gutierrez, which at one point or another, Roger Gutierrez was supposed to unify against, after he finished that trilogy with uh, Rene Alvarado, he was supposed to unify the title with Gervonta Davis. Then Gervonta ended up having his fight at 140, vacated the 130 after that victory over Barrios, and so forth. So now he just campaigns at 135 and 140. What would be the critique of Shakur Stevenson? The fact that he couldn't put him out? I want to hear from you. Leave me a comment. You know where I'm at. Follow me on Instagram. That's usually where the post, scorecards, all that stuff usually goes up. Twitter, reach out to me because I put out that post yesterday, and uh, and it's... It was, it was just something that popped in my head. I don't know what you think. If that'll be, uh, maybe it'll be something that the fighters will use when they, whoever the first opponent will be, that, that he doesn't possess that punching power or the pop. And then they're going to be surprised when, when they're stepping across the ring from him because he's very efficient and he hits at will. He watches you, he observes what you're doing and then picks you apart. And it's, it's very impressive to me the way that Shakur Stevenson continues to improve his style. You've heard every single one of the fights that I've covered from him. The one that I criticized from him was Jeremiah Nakatila, as most, as did most of the world, because I thought he should have taken this guy out, yet he decided to cruise and, uh, and cruise to a, to a decision victory when I, I saw that if he would have stepped on the gas and maybe taken that risk because Nakatila apparently hits hard. Maybe taking the risk of going in there, he would have taken Nakatila out because he was completely outclassed that night. Nakatila was. But he does have pop. Look at what he did to Miguel Burchell. So very impressive victory. Now we have two titles that are vacant in the 130-pound division. What's going to be of Robson Conciencial? His stock definitely takes a huge hit after a loss like that. It didn't really get affected with the loss of Oscar Valdez. Uh, but now it really takes a huge hit with this, and we'll see We'll see what happens, uh, how his career ends up panning out. More so than anything, I'm looking forward for Shakur Stevenson to announce his fight uh, and to see who the first opponent will be that welcomes him into the 135-pound division. A lot of killers there, and I could only imagine uh, what it will be like if we end up hearing that it'll be a Lomachenko-Shakur fight. We got to see how Lomachenko uh, looks uh, here in the coming weeks. Uh, he's got a fight coming up in New York. Imagine a Shakur Lomachenko matchup. Imagine Shakur and Haney. Should Haney uh, retain his titles against Cambosos uh, here mid-October in their rematch? Imagine Haney and Shakur. You got Jojo Diaz and Camarón Zapela who are about to uh, to to fight 
late October. You got Gervonta. Maybe Ryan Garcia will come down for a fight like that from 140, but now he seems to be campaigning up at 140. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But it was very impressive. And uh, congratulations to Shakur Stevenson. Congratulations to Newark, uh, Newark, New Jersey, because you got a champion uh, that's representing you and representing you well. And uh, in the 10,000 plus that ended up uh, packing the Prudential Center last night. So that was a really good showing and a really good sign for things to come for Shakur, uh, letting you know that he does draw, that, that he is that he is a big draw and he's able to get people in those seats. So so that was pretty cool. Um, he remains undefeated, unblemished with his record, 19-0, nine knockouts. Robson Consensao now drops to 17-2 with eight knockouts and both defeats at the hands of Oscar Valdez and Shakur Stevenson, so not bad company there. Uh, and, um, well, that's it. Let's move forward to the uh, Joseph Parker and Joe Joyce coming uh, coming later this weekend. And uh, Amanda Serrano is a co-main event against Sarah McFood, uh, where she's bringing her IBF title to Amanda's two titles. And and they, they're going to be unifying titles there at the 126. So I'll be pulling for Amanda Serrano, of course, on that one. The real deal, I don't know how, how much longer she'll be competing, but... Uh, but I'll be tuning in each and every one of her fights because she's definitely done some special things uh, in the boxing world. Uh, and not just for women's boxing, but for boxing in its entirety. So I'll leave you guys with that. Shakur Stevenson, impressive, one-sided victory. Uh, and, uh, and he rolls on to the lightweight division now. Take care of yourselves. Thank you guys again for tuning in, for all the love. And uh, don't forget, spread the word, continue uh, checking out the uh, the uh, the podcast, my episodes, and follow me on Instagram, the Tomatolito Boxing Show is on there, and, uh, and on Twitter as well. Feel free to comment and reach out to me. Love you guys. Take care. Have a good one.